But I still have like my old heads that chill outside of the laundromat and they're like, hey, sugar, how you doing today? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> You're like my dad's age. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm going to say know? hi anyway. Aww. And keep walking. <laughs> wow. But it's, and that's the part that, like, my neighborhood is a little, like, not fully gentrified, a little rough around the edges. But I live for, like, the people playing the boombox in front of the hair store. Yeah. Or, like, the guys just, like, chilling out in front of the corner store so it's like those things because i'm from north philadelphia so it's like those things are kind of normal for me except the men by the laundromat that's a little weird but <laughs> the guys like hanging out in front of the corner <laughs> corner store um so it, it's kind of good it's like okay harlem's still here a little bit it's still here it's still here I'm Rich. And I'm Mary. And in episode three, we meet with a good friend of ours, Tiana. Tiana Jones, not Charmaine. Tiana Jones, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're not going to tell you too much because I think she does a good job of really representing herself and telling you who she is in her own unique and special way. But we did learn a lot more about her than we previously knew. We learned a lot of new things about New York City and the different neighborhoods. And lastly, we had a really good time at this wonderful little Italian wine bar. Yeah, and I totally butchered a name, so look forward for that. (laughs) Um, We also did have a great little video interview with the owner, Raphael, or Rafa. And uh, yeah, so look out for that video on our Facebook page. And if you haven't done so already, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the show, but just a quick other note. Um, We're going to be moving to a bi-weekly format. So unfortunately, you won't hear from us over Thanksgiving break, but you will hear from us the weekend after that. And every other week after that as well. Yay. So with that said, let's go back to the show. Enjoy. So this is another episode of Happy Hour with Friends. We are with uh, our good friend Tiana. Now, I got to ask you, hold on. Um, What's your last name, first of all, (laughs) for clarification? For clarification. Jones, Miss Jones. See, that's why I asked. Because I've always known you as Tiana Jones, but uh, I I see you on social media with Charmaine, and I'm wondering where that came from. It's my middle name. Ah, okay. Yeah, I had this phase, I guess, when I first 
blocked in my Facebook page. I was like, I don't want my last name. I'm just going to do my first and middle. Okay. Stop with the last name. And it just stuck. So, still there. Very cool. Um, and just to let you guys know, we are sitting at the Moore Wine Bar and Cafe. Just one correction. Uh-oh. What's that? <laughs> it's Demore Day. It's what? Demore. Demore. Oh, it's yeah. Italian. That's yeah. what. I'm sorry. So we're taking French classes right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is on uh, 116th Street and Lexington. And it's a really cool spot. It's very chill. Not too many people here. Uh, we are sitting towards the back of the restaurant. And, um, yeah, lots of seating, table seating with nice plush cushions and pillows. And It's else? a nice, cozy, romantic, chill spot. <laughs> Good food. Nice person who owns it. His name is Raphael. Yes. I come here too often, so... Yeah, so uh, Tiana was gracious enough to recommend it to us, and uh, we said, hey, let's check it out, and let's make a trip of it up to Harlem. So, you're a Philly girl, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that right? No? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I thought I knew that. So, uh, I, I just, I've always been curious, why New York, and wrap that into, you know, why <laughs> you're in Harlem, and, you know, where you're at, and all that. Okay. So... Philly girl. Born and raised. I was just ready for something different. I went to college right outside of, you know, um, PA, or right outside of Philly, and I said, I'm going to give Pennsylvania or Philly a year, see what happens. Nothing bites. I'm going to move on. My oldest sister has been here like 20 years, so I've always been here visiting and helping her with the work that she does she works in like tv producing um and i called her up one day and was like i'm thinking about moving to new york there was this reality show when reality first started um kicking off i applied for an internship got it ended up working there so my sister had just broken up with her boyfriend I don't know if she wanted to put it out there uh oh <laughs> they're back together though so that's amazing oh so yeah that's good then <laughs> ten years later um and I moved here moved in with her we were in the Bronx and I was in the Bronx for I guess about three or four years and then we moved to Harlem cause we were ready just to be in the city my nephew was getting older he, his commute needed to be a little, you know, less crazy and not as long. So we moved, and I was with her. And long story short, we split up last year. And we're both still in Harlem, but I, we just different areas. So That's cool. Yeah, and I just kind of knew New York was where I wanted to go. So that reality show, how was that for you? <laughs> <laughs> you should see Tiana's expression at this point. I think she almost choked on her food. She um, might be sweating a little too. <laughs> I know, I am, but that's just because my shirt yeah. is hot. Um, well, I wasn't on the... Well, actually, they did film some of the reality show while I was there, but I was an intern, so you like barely saw me, or you'd see me like running by with like an outfit or something. Um, but for the most part... I ended up parting ways because the company was a little unprofessional. But I'm not going to put the name out there because mm-hmm. who knows? They could be 
better these days. So And listening to the podcast. That too. So I'm going to eh, nip it there. But I worked there for about two or three months, got some really good experience working backstage, um, behind the scenes with fashion shows, seeing how the makeup is done, how they organize um, all the models and the ca- uh, model cards and stuff like that. So it was a really awesome experience. It just had some <laughs> some crazy stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us, like, from going to intern at a reality show, how have you progressed and where are you now? Oh, crazy. Um, everything's like a journey. It's so crazy. Um, so after that, my sister was like, oh, you have to get a real job. Or like, you need to start paying rent. Like, now it's time. <laughs> so I actually started working at a fashion staffing company. I just did some like reception work and worked for a showroom here and there. But then they needed help internally with their payroll department. So... Started working there, full-time, great experience, but dealing with people and their money, you don't want (laughs) to... I heard too many, like, life stories. Right, it gets tricky. (laughs) Yes, kids in their daycare, and so, um... Funny, Topshop, I don't know if you guys have heard that, uh, seen the store, been there, I'm sure you have. Topshop, Top Man, literally started working around the corner from my cubicle, and I talked to my boss about it, like... Hey, I want to apply, um, yada, yada. Went to talk to HR manager at Topshop, had an interview, group interview. And next thing I know, I get let go from the company that I was at, the staffing agency. And like a week later, I got hired at Topshop. Wow, so I was that's awesome. back in retail. Yeah. So it was literally like just a little vacation. <laughs> um, and then after that, what happened? Topshop happened. Go ahead. Question. Hold on. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Because Topshop is known to be <laughs> a place where a lot of celebrities like to shop. Yes. So, did you meet any? And who? And who was the most impressive? And who was the meanest? And who was the nicest? <laughs> I mean, isn't Tiana a celebrity? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> um, who? I don't. People would fly in. We had like Madonna come in occasionally. Beyonce was probably the only celebrity that I actually saw and, like, experienced firsthand because her and her guards, like, walked around us. Mm-hmm. But most of the time they would go through, like, uh, the Topshop Press and their, like, personal stylists. So, honestly, I think Beyonce and maybe one or two other people were the only ones who ever walked the floor. Um, but before, they would just have, like, the personal stylist go grab their stuff, bring it up to them. Um, to keep things private. But, um, yeah, awesome experience. Like, probably my best merchandising, like, visual experience in terms of really understanding how to, like, mix prints and patterns and high fashion and all that stuff. So um, it was awesome. So is fashion something you've always been interested in? How did that first start? It has been, actually. Um... I don't know. I just always, you know, you do like crazy stuff when you're in high school and middle school and you're like putting holes in your jeans. And I remember this one magazine cover I saw NSYNC was on the cover of it. And I think Justin was wearing these like bleached bottom like fringe jeans. So I remember I was like in my basement. I put some bleach in like a spray bottle and I'm trying to like bleach the bottom of my jeans. And I think I even like bleached the waist 
of him. I don't know. It's just crazy stuff. So I've always been interested in, you know, been always creative and trying to do my own thing. And so I just figured, get in the retail. Maybe eventually become a buyer, work for corporate. But those days are over. Wait, what do you mean they're <laughs> over? They're never over. You never stop being creative. No, you don't. So I still like express it through my personal style and like clothing and everything. I'm just not, you know, into the idea of being in a store and helping people anymore <laughs> <laughs> with clothes. I want to help people dance. I want to help people dance now. That, that's a great transition. Thanks yes. to you. <laughs> I was a bad girl and kind of did a job abandonment kind of thing. Okay. But I just turned 30. You know, you turn 30, you reevaluate re life. Oh, I know what that's like. You refocus, <laughs> you reorganize. And Don't I know it. <laughs> Something so like 30. Yes. <laughs> and just turning 30, it's right. just like, okay, I'm going to be 30. Things need to change. Stop. <laughs> just stop. Exactly. It's like an early midlife crisis. <laughs> It's it like really a is. baby one, you know? Because you feel like like it has to change now or it's not going to get any better. Even yeah, though you're pumps her fists on the table. It's got to <laughs> change now. Did you hear that bang? It was a good one. Yes. So um, it, was, it was just really bad. It was really bad, and it was time to go. So I just showed up one day. I was like, guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> And so many people already knew, like, we knew you were unhappy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, for me, I don't like for people to see that I don't love what I'm doing or I'm not enjoying it. Because it will show. And I don't want, like, my performance to lack or anything. So it's, like, when I know it's time to go, like, I just got to go. And you just get that, like, vibe in your stomach and everything. So I ended up quitting. And I made, like, a pact with myself, like, if there was anything that I could do that I would just enjoy doing for the rest of my life, not feel like work, what would it be? And it was dancing. I've always danced in, you know, shows, like talent shows and choreographing things for, like, high school field days and even in college, like, open mics and stuff like that. So um, I just knew that it's something that I wanted to do, and I enjoy teaching, and I still like working with people, but it's just I need to be in another um, atmosphere. And... Um, I ended up getting a trainer. My trainer turned out to be a dancer as well. So it was like the perfect combination. She made me lose a crap ton of weight, put me in shape. Awesome. Hey. <laughs> I was taking hard. a lot of classes. Um, so, it, yeah, the PAX was just like, if you're going to do this, like, do it. Went for my certification uh, for group fitness exercise instructor. Got that. Got my Zumba certification. And started teaching the beginning of this year. Kudos to you for doing all that work. I mean, that <laughs> sounds really hard. Uh, no. And really fulfilling at the end of the day, I think. No, definitely. I mean, I was crazy. Like, during my training, I, I stopped drinking. <laughs> that felt it's so a, it's bad, essential, but yeah. No. It, hey, I had to, like, cut down. Even though I was really only drinking wine, but... Like, I went to, like, drinking vodka sodas. Mm. My friends were like, what are you doing? It was like, <laughs> two drink minimum, guys. And it was literally only vodka sodas. Um, didn't even go out as much. My friends texting, like, where are you? Um, and my trainer was just 
on me. I was flogging all my food, and she could see it too. So it was like, oh, oh no. shoot, if I eat this piece of pizza, yep. I can't log yep. it. <laughs> it's amazing how much weight you lose when you're accountable to somebody else. Exactly. Um, so then it was just awesome, and she was super inspiring. And turns out I end, ended up inspiring her. Like she stopped training because. She saw, like, how hard I was working and what I wanted to do. And she was like, you know what? Like, I want to dance full time. Like, I don't want to do this training thing anymore. So, like, one day I'm coming out of Chipotle. (laughs) 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 And And I (laughs) I get this email from her. And she's basically telling me that she's leaving the gym. And she's going to pursue dance. Thank you for your inspiration. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like. As she's double Fisting a, a large burrito. <laughs> like if she only knew <laughs> what was going on. Oh my god. Um, so I mean, she was an, an, an inspiration, um, and then it's crazy. Um, not to become a De- Debbie Downer, but I'm good. Um, my mother passed last year. Yeah, condolences. And um, thank you. And I think. The last like month or so, I went home. I remember going home for my birth, her birthday, and she was having a, just complaining a lot about being tired and mm-hmm. just having some troubles. And even when I saw her, it was her birthday weekend, and I hadn't seen my parents in quite some time. So when I saw her, it was almost like I didn't recognize her because she looked very different, like very like slim in the face, and so I just started bawling. And that, out of nowhere, like, I don't think I'd ever really cried in front of my parents or my mother or anything. And so she's in the bathroom, like, oh, so how's New York? (laughs) And she, like, comes into her bedroom and she, like, doesn't even, she's still talking, going on, and finally realizes that I'm over here, like, (laughs) whatever. And um, she's like, oh, no, like, don't cry. What are you doing? So she called my sister to come over here because she lives like right behind my parents and um, so we're just talking to her trying to encourage her and we just really have the biggest like heart to heart probably in life and um, just after talking to her like you know if you want to start working out or start walking like we're here for you just letting her know that we're here to support you regardless of you know whatever so she like opened up about different things and um so at that moment it just kind of gave me like like I put it out there I offered you know my support we told her we loved her like whatever she decides to do like we're here for her and so even that in being able to deal with her passing it helps me because I knew that I was honest I put myself out there and um, it just kind of just made me feel relieved because you know how some people are like oh I never got to say what I wanted to say and that whole deal so yeah. for me it just um, made it easier to handle but it's funny my point to this story is um, maybe a year before a few months before she had wrote down on this paper just listed maybe 10 or 12 things of what she saw in me. And I didn't find this, I don't think, until maybe last summer sometime. And it just listed dancer, teacher, creative, just all these things, like basically what my life is right now, and I didn't even know. 
So it's like she kind of knew that I was going to be a dancer or I was going to end up teaching, motivating people, inspiring. So it's just like crazy to look back at that and it's like, what, Charlotte Jones? (laughs) 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 Um, So in a way that motivates me and she... Um, she worked with kids. She had her daycare, and one of her things she opened up about is she was trying to start it back and create this whole legacy, but it's also like we are your legacy, and we know what you loved, what you enjoyed, and we're going to do what we have to do to continue that and keep you know, our name alive. So I feel like that's pretty much what motivates me, especially now more than anything. Before it was like I love to dance, not necessarily a passion of mine, but now it's it's bigger than just dancing or bigger than something I just like to do. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing when you think about it, and uh, you know, you really only start to think about these kind of things like again, thirty years old. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and and how your parents, your mom, your dad, uh, they. They, you know, they've watched you grow up. They know you. They understand mm-hmm. you. Sometimes you don't feel like they do, but, you yep. know. So they have this vision, you know, as to what kind of person you could become. You know, that is if they don't have unrealistic expectations <laughs> for you. But, right? you know, they, they do know the kind of person that you are able to become. And for you to sort of find that out, you know, after she passed... I mean, that's a gift, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, and to realize that it's coming to fruition, I think yeah. that's a blessing. That's yep. amazing. So, yeah, so now you're teaching, you're dancing, you know, yeah. where's all this happening? Who's it happening with? You know, let us know. Well, uh, <laughs> I was kind of doing my own thing in the beginning, which 2017, <laughs> it will be starting back up. But, um,. Currently, right now, I'm teaching on 106th and Broadway at Body Strength Fitness. Okay. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 4 o'clock, and Saturdays at 4.30. Awesome. Yes. Um, Awkward times, but it's a good class. (laughs) I I work you out, we get a good sweat, we dance, have fun. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious, you know, what kind of person should come to your class, or what, what do people, should? what can they expect, you know? Um, anybody and everybody should come. <laughs> um, I mean, Zumba is pretty much a dance party. It's probably the easiest um, dance fitness class to get into if you like fitness, but you like dancing, or if you just like dancing. So it's a little bit of everything, and just from from me knowing myself, and then just from people like commenting. Um, I'd like to do a lot of modifications and, you know, if I see someone like struggling with movement, I'll like scoot over and try to help them as, you know, everybody else is doing it. And so it's just all about like scanning your crowd, kind of seeing like how everyone is participating, what their level is and it kind of helps you gear your class towards like where it should go. Either we kick it up a notch or we take it down because yeah. <laughs> no one's <laughs> grasping the movement. Um, but it is a dance party, and I like to play everything. So you'll hear salsa, merengue, um, not bachata yet. Somebody asked me about bachata, but not yet. Um, Sorry, man. You'll hear <laughs> <laughs> no. you'll hear reggae, reggaeton. Um, so I like to play everything, and it's just fun. It's 
because I like to do it, obviously. So I want everyone else to enjoy it. And yeah. I know how it is to be in a class and either feel intimidated or feel like you can't keep up. So I like to channel that and, you know, really survey the class and see where people are. So it's good. I've had, you know, rave reviews because I'm amazing. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> but um, I also teach a cardio hip hop class. Hi, Rafa. <laughs> um, cardio hip hop class for Jams Fit Club NYC. So Jams Fit Club uh, NYC dot com. And it's body strength fitness dot com. Don't forget the www. Um, and that's Mondays and Fridays at 530 at Pearl Studios. Very so cool. that's a good time. So we do a couple routines of like working out some strengthening exercises some squats and toe touches and stuff um but then we learn a routine so some people get kind of you know intimidated by that but <laughs> we break i break it down so everyone can grasp it or i modify it as we're going so you i want people to be able to dance it and perform it at the end of the day so i'm gonna do yeah. what i need to do to make sure you grasp it so don't be scared <laughs> Uh, quick question. Yeah. Um, how do you stay, I guess, dance relevant? You know, do you take some dance classes yourself? Or I you're... do. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm interested in. Yes. Um, so I need to stop being a chump and take some BDC classes. I'll be honest. Broadway Dance Center can be a little intimidating. Mm. Um, but my goal for this year is to branch out and start taking more classes. I've taken a few here and there, but like I really, I'm really into dance hall. I want to take some dance hall classes. Um, and I just, they break their like hip hop classes stuff and stuff down into like advanced beginner, intermediate, advanced. Okay. So I kind of need to see where I fall. Cause right now I'm just like, oh, I might be intermediate and I might be a beginner <laughs> when I get over there so, right um, I need to figure that out but um, I have some instructors and stuff that I take at like crunch or one of my instructors I used to take at crunch she now teaches at Lululemon because um, they have the hub on mm -hmm. 17th and 5th so I take her classes so yes I'm an instructor I'm a student I'm a teacher and I love classes because that also just, you know, I don't have to think about anything. I'm just following the instructor and doing their dance moves and doing my thing. So, and it's just always good practice and good exercise. So, awesome. Okay, question. Yeah. So, for those people, because you know we're going into the holiday season, right? <laughs> yes. So, what advice do you give the general public on how to stay healthy and not gain so much weight over this period of time? <laughs> Don't eat the turkey. <laughs> um, ugh, oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, there's so many things, but obviously drinking water. I hear the whole if you drink like a glass of water before you eat, you won't like eat as much food yeah, afterwards, like one or two glasses. I've never really done it, but I normally drink water like as I'm eating. Does vodka count? Um, <laughs> no. It's uh, not helpful, Richard. It's clear and it looks like water. Sometimes no, it no, tastes no. like water. We're talking to the expert here. <laughs> oh, okay. her, I'm sorry. Her. 
Um, what else? Um, I learned that if you, what is it? Well, whether you're eating at a restaurant or if you are indulging at Thanksgiving, you just want everything in moderation, obviously. And then if you, let's say you know there's going to be a lot of starch at your you know, your family dinner, then you want to X out on drinking or X out on dessert. So it's always like what? one or the other. I, I love how dessert is yes. the, the part you take offense to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like, like <laughs> Thanksgiving. Uh, isn't the whole point to eat in excess? <laughs> we'll see, but that's, I mean, if you're looking to kind of cut back, it's just, you know, you should have one or the other. Of or course. like for me, I'm going to do everything in moderation and then just know the next day I'm going to be in the gym or I'm going to work out the before I sit at that table. <laughs> you yes. mean no leftovers the next day? No, I can't. You know what I do? When I go home for Thanksgiving... I I go home, I indulge, and then I leave it. My dad's like, you want to take uh, Tupperware plates? No, I'm good. I, can't, I just can't. I don't eat that stuff on a regular basis. Right. And I'm just like, mm, You mean um, you don't have stuffing every day? No. <laughs> For like a week? That's why I enjoy it when I have it, because... Nope, I can't do it. Now, macaroni and cheese... <laughs> And potato salad. Oh, okay. And sweet potato pie. I will say mm. that. My sister makes a bomb sweet potato pie. All right. But water. Just always drink water. Water, water. Water, water. So I can eat all I want as long as I drink water? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? Because I like this and advice. And go to the gym either before and or after. I said. didn't hear her say that. I heard water, no. water, water. <laughs> Well, listen, oh, you gosh. should, or do some crunches. Do some type of activity. Let's say that. Do some type of activity before and after, like, the next day. I mean... Like, watch movies all day? No, That's an activity. you gotta move <laughs> your body and sweat for at least a half hour. I feel very hypocritical, all this talk about water. <laughs> this is happy hour with friends, you know? We're out here drinking. You guys got some glasses of wine. You know, I got my beer over here. Yeah. We have water we, on the exactly. table. We have water too. <laughs> here. Yeah. I mean, nobody's drinking it except Tiana, but you know. It's <laughs> <here>. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, okay, let's yes. let's diverge a little bit. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot. I mean, there's some food on the table. We haven't really touched it so much. We need to dive in here and taste some of it, um, mm-hmm. just so that we can let our listeners know a little bit of what's going on here. Uh, we have this plate that uh, it's like a sauce, potato sauce, uh, you know, with some onions. And uh, it's also got this what Tomatoes. looks like a grilled uh, octopus as well on it top. It is delicious. It is really delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, alongside that, we have a sort of... Uh, what is that? Toasted bread, it's almost bruschetta. like a bruschetta. Or bruschetta. Excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. I'm always corrected. Bruschetta, like, <laughs> bruschetta. <laughs> For you Italian speakers out there. Yeah, and then we also have uh, what's like a, a little bit of a salad, almost like an arugula sprinkled on top of um, pastrami or uh, some salmon, smoked salmon, something like that. And it's uh, it's it's all quite delicious, actually. All right, so tell us how you found this place. 
Hmm. My sister found it. Um, she told me it actually used to be a coffee shop. Well, restaurant, but he used to be open in the mornings for coffee. Okay. So he'd be open around 7, 8 a.m., and my sister would walk by going to the train and everything, so that's how she found out about it. Okay. Um, but then, I guess business wasn't the greatest with those hours. Okay. So he started open up, opening up later. So now he's um, open Tuesday through Sunday, and he opens at 4 p.m. So he's just open for dinner and... Um, just dinner, but Saturdays and Sundays he does have brunch, which starts at eleven. Yeah, it's, um, it's almost like uh, you have to adapt and evolve because of New York on. City yep. and how everybody's behavior is. Like everybody's got to do brunch now. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now he does happy hour. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, my sister just told me about it. She's like, "Yeah, we got to go here for dinner," and ever since then it's been a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. He can't keep us away. But it's good. It's such good atmosphere. Like, the owners are awesome. Very down to earth. Makes you feel welcome. Charming. Pain in the... Can I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. pain the, in the ass sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there is that official E logo on the side of each of our episodes. So, it's yes. <laughs> um, you actually may have caught me behind the bar a couple of times. So oh, okay. Yes, that's how much I really come here. Maybe we'll do that and get some free drinks or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we can be yes. bartenders. <laughs> Yo. I know how to pour wine. <laughs> <laughs> For yourself. <laughs> um, you so, mean yeah, it's good. You don't give yourself a drink each time you give the other person one? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. I'd be a wasted bartender at that point. <laughs> But, um, cool. yeah, it's good. So before we hit record, you were talking about a little bit about this neighborhood and how you used to live close by this place and yes. um, how it's changed. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, around here, I, I really like it around here. Like, everyone in the neighborhood is very friendly. Um, the only thing I can really say that's changed is Literally just this year, the supermarket across the street from us is has closed. And then another, like, really good burrito spot right at the corner closed down as well. Um, but they just opened a coffee shop at the corner right here at 116th and Park Avenue. Um, but different places are kind of popping up. Like, there's a pizzeria now, um, I think, on, like, 117th and Park Avenue. Um... Where else? There's a hookah spot a block over called Kiosk. So that's awesome. You got Target not too far from here. So I'm always. Okay, so that's part of that uh, gentrification you were talking about. Yes, and apparently they're doing like condos or something on top of Target. Okay. Within the next few years, which is crazy. Condos on top of a Target. That'll be a first. (laughs) It might be a rumor, but. I I don't know. know about that though. Do I want to live on top of a target? <laughs> that's that's dangerous, actually. For many reasons. Mm, um, and they actually they closed a path mark down at 125th on Lexington, and that's supposed to be condos. So there, the gentrification is happening. So tell us, 
What's it like to live in Harlem at this day and age? What's it like? Ugh, I don't like have a life, so. (laughs) (laughs) Working, teaching. Uh. Now, when I do go out, the funny thing is, is I'm not in Harlem as much as I could probably be. Okay. Um, Because I still, like, go to Midtown and Downtown. Ugh, I don't know. I mean, I've been to, like, Red Rooster a few times, which is pretty fun. Um... The crowd is great. I feel like everyone's just super laid back. Um, very mixed crowd nowadays um, in every place you go to. Um, social Corner Social is kind of a cool spot. They have brunch, so and they have like outdoor seating and everything, so you see everyone that's that frequents there. Um, where else? You have the Whole Foods. That's oh, like when a Whole Foods has landed. <laughs> you We've arrived. Really know. <laughs> wow, exactly. we're we're making progress in America when there's a Whole Foods in your neighborhood. Yes. Um, you know, so yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? Because um, people, you know, especially like tourists or foreigners or just anybody who's moving to New York, it's like. When you say Harlem, you know there's a there's a certain feeling or understanding, Apollo, right? You bus know, tour ride. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, Jazz. it's it's definitely not the Harlem that people think it is anymore, is it? Mm, I, I it's funny. I tell people all the time. I'm like, I don't, guys. I don't know in five or ten years if we're still gonna see the Apollo. Um, it's really it's. What? I don't. I'm telling you, like. I, no, is I mean this condo that. That's that at this point that should be a landmark if it isn't already. Well, no, it definitely is, but I don't, I don't know. You just I mean, never know. Where, where else is Chris Rock going to perform when he comes <laughs> to New York? I mean, <laughs> where are all the black people going to go so for true. good comedy? Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I don't. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it's just a thought that I think about a lot because it's just like. I don't know. People are going to come so here and not know. There's so much ingrained history and culture in Harlem. Yeah. And that's changing so drastically and has changed in the last 10 years, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. But that's true of a lot of neighborhoods yeah. in New York City. You know, as prices rise, you'll, you're seeing a shift in demographics yeah. and the types of people and the types of cultures. It's really interesting. No, it's true. Um... It's definitely walking down the street, even, it's funny, like in my neighborhood, there's a lot of like brownstones and stuff. And normally you'd see like a lot of black people just chilling out on their stoop. Mm-hmm. But one time in the summer, I was riding by in my cab. It's like 12, <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning. And you see like five or six white people white just people like hanging out on the stoop. <laughs> and I literally did a double take and I was like, what? <laughs> And it's crazy, and even like wow. late at night, you see just random white people walking down the street. I mean, maybe catch an Asian or two walking down the street, but yeah, and it's, it's definitely like normal changing. these days. Yeah, I mean, and the, not to mention a lot of it has to do with like the affordability of living in New York anymore, right? Yeah. It's like yep. 
everybody's being pushed to the outskirts and so now ooh Harlem is this sort of one of the last bastions for affordable housing you yep. know? no it's I mean not even either because my apartment the one not too far from here at Demore um, excuse me the building managed the previous building management was terrible so when they came into new management they basically wanted us they wanted everybody out Mm -hmm. and they approached us like hey we heard you were looking blah 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 i like literally had free rent for like four months because they were just like yeah find a place get out out, whatever and then i just i heard that a couple people may have gotten paid off oh to leave and i was like darn it why didn't we stay a little longer wow (laughs) i mean damn yeah so and i'm well now it's like i drive i uh ride by and i see like someone you know curtains and stuff hanging i'm texting my sister like there's someone living in our place (laughs) um but yeah and they he even told us like they were literally like doubling our rent and we already paid like two grand Oh my wow. goodness. So it's like, wow. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I mean, you had a condo that went up a year ago right across from us. So it's like he can kind of do that now. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy. Wow. I guess uh, we're all moving to the Bronx now. No, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going back. <laughs> you can go to the Bronx. <laughs> I'm coming to Jersey. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Come on over. Shout out to Jersey. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what's happening. It's like, okay, fine. People used to want to live in Astoria, Queens. Great, that went up, right? Then they wanted to move to Brooklyn. Brooklyn, That went up. Okay, let's go to Harlem. Nope, that went up. Okay, (laughs) Jersey, what's up? You know? What happened to the Bronx? You just, like, skipped over that No, people people aren't ready to move to the Bronx yet. They, they, you know, Mm -mm. it's just, they they feel it's not cleaned up yet, so they're not moving there right now. (laughs) It's too far. Although. You might as well just go to Jersey, guys. I did hear, there was this, I guess it was an NPR uh, or WNYC story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I don't know. They they did something up in the Bronx, you know, some new uh, real estate and whatnot. And so now they're rebranding that part of the Bronx, the Piano District, to make it more appealing. Shut up. <laughs> the Piano District, yeah, comma Bronx, New York. Like, come right, on, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to go live in the Piano District. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, young wow. thug up in Bronx. You know, it's like piano district. In the piano, piano district. district. <laughs> out, out. I never see no pianos out here. <laughs> That's all right, baby. I'm, I'm sure just... they have a lot of pianos in the Bronx. I'm just saying. That's insane. So yeah, that's crazy. Times are changing, really. And it'll be interesting to see how they continue to change. Mm-hmm. But I still have like my old heads that chill outside of the laundromat and they're like, hey, Sugar, how you doing today? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I gotta find this. Oh. <laughs> You're like my dad's age. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm gonna you say know? hi anyway. Oh. <laughs> and keep walking. <laughs> wow. But it's, and that's the part that, like, my neighborhood is a little, like, not fully gentrified, a little rough around the edges, but I live for, like, the people playing the boombox in front of the hair store yeah. or like 
the guys just like chilling out in front of the corner store. So it's like those things because I'm from North Philadelphia. So it's like those things are kind of normal for me, except the men by the laundromat. That's a little weird. But the guys like hanging out in front of the corner the corner store. Um, so it's, it's kind of good. It's like, okay, Harlem's still here a little bit. It's still here. It's still here. Mind you, two buildings they just renovated this last year, and I don't even know what the rent is like, but I'm sure people will start trickling in. It's like two completely yeah. new buildings. So, actually, we didn't touch on this, but what's what's North Philly like compared to New York? <laughs> North Philly. Um, North Philadelphia. I hope only New York raised. is listening to this. <laughs> um, no. I got love for North Philly. Um, it's funny. I just actually went back last week for the election to mm-hmm. vote, and it was like a reunion because oh, literally people came out of the cracks, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, what are you doing here? Like, I saw, like, little girls that I pretty much, like, watched grow up. Mm-hmm. I saw guys that watched me grow up, and it was just literally like a reunion. Every five minutes, like, someone else was coming, and I was like, oh, my gosh, how are you? Or, like, older people that have watched me grow up. Like, yeah. some of them were volunteering for the, like, work in the polls. Okay. Um, so, like, that was just awesome. It was just really good to be back and, like, see people. Um, so many people, like, having babies, married, or, you know, just hanging out. Okay. But, um, no, <laughs> living in North Philly, it was good. I, you know, can't complain where I'm from it's who I am <laughs> taps the heart yes. yeah <laughs> shout out North Philly <laughs> North Philly <laughs> children of the gainy we have this hashtag between children me and some what? friends so the our neighborhood like the main street okay. is 33rd in Allegheny oh. so I started hashtagging because we've been doing like these reunion like meetups and stuff yeah so anytime we have like photos and stuff I hashtag children of the gainy that's like our hashtag. We're children of the Ganey because we all grew up together. All grew up right off of Thirty Third and Allegheny. Okay. So it's pretty. Very cool. Yeah. Only they would know. So if you're listening, <laughs> children of the Ganey. Cool. Yes. So uh, you brought it up. So I gotta <laughs> ask, um, who'd you vote for? Be very careful how you answer this. I voted for Hillary. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't voting for no Trump. That's right. You tell him. <laughs> Again, if you were listening to episode two, I played the bias objective observer since I'm a person, permanent resident. I can't vote. So it's just interesting to see how people voted one way or another. Just yes. wait till you get deported. Then we'll see what you'll be saying. Hey, man, he'll be doing me a favor. Where I'm from, whoo, go cruise on that beach, you know, uh, cost that of living is healthcare. down. Hey, 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 listen, take my dollars back with me. I'll be all right. Mm, we won't <laughs> let you take the dollars. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're going to wow. have to leave those with us. <laughs> Thank <In> you. Taxes. <laughs> wow. Okay. This just got real. Um, yeah. Okay. So you voted for Hillary. I mean, what were your thoughts just in general? We, 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 we really like went in on the election the last episode. Um, yes. But 
I'm just curious what your thoughts are also, because, you know, it's still very much in the forefront of people's minds. Trump hasn't officially assumed office yet, right. you know, so people are still talking about it. You know, there are protests going on, you know. So what's your two cents on all of this? My two cents. Um, I think I'm still in shock. I mean, just talking to people and, like, even in our dance classes, like, some instructors would just start, like, you guys know what happened the other night? Let's dance this sh- out. <laughs> <laughs> like, it ain't right. support system. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. So just, like, talking to people. I'm, I just think I'm still in shock. Like, I haven't taken the time to really think about it. I'm just having, like, conversations here and there. I just really can't believe it. Um, but I mean, you think about it too, it's like, this is America. So one, I don't think like everyone's kind of bugging out thinking we're going to like go back to the 1950s and like, you know, repeat history. Like, I think we've come too far to ever go back to that. And, um, one of the women in my class, she's from Venezuela and she kind of put it into perspective for me and a few other members just that, you know, I don't, I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff going on over in her country in Venezuela. I have no idea what it is, but I've always been a person that's like, it could always be worse. Like, you know, someone's always got it more worse than you. And just like hearing her and thinking about that, it's like Trump being president is not the greatest thing, but it can either make us or break us. And I honestly think it's going to pull everyone closer together. If anything, like, we need to stand together more now than ever. You know what I mean? So it's like we just all have to put our heads together and figure out what the hell we're going to do and, you know, how we're going to cope and deal with this guy. We shall overcome. As our hands raise. (laughs) Says the unbiased party. (laughs) As he sings. I'm just saying. Yes. Oh, man. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, I'm all for the protests and everything and all the petitions that are going out. Get this man out of office before he even starts. Oh. Um, but, yeah, again, like, it could always be worse. I don't think we're going to go completely backwards. Um, we just have to stand together be there for each other like i played the will you be there michael jackson song today in my dance class as the cool down song and i just like told everybody like this is where we need to be like really listen to the words as simple as the words are and everyone go listen to it google it youtube it will you be there if you remember the free willy oh man soundtrack Soundtrack. i like cry every time i hear that song (laughs) but Mm. the words it's so simple but it's so powerful and we just we need to be there right now we need to be there for each other be there for your family your friends all that and i'm gonna stop being sappy and being a debbie downer <laughs> Tiana needs more wine. Yeah, I know. Yes, we need some, I we do. Need some refills it is here. happy hour. We've been talking all. quite a lot. Let's get back to eating. <laughs> oh my god! But this is great, you guys. Absolutely, I love this. I'm. I really love the vibe of this place. And the I'm more take that last right? bite of, of octopus. The, of the octopus, the calamari. The yeah, we definitely stuff. need more octopus. This, oh my, it's this is really delicious. good. Her Moby Dick. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean. 
they, they got that careless whisper playing in the background right now. <laughs> Woo! Man. Yeah, no, this, I love the vibe. I love the mood in here. It's not, I mean, it's, there's barely anyone in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that can be a plus. Absolutely. You come yeah. in here with yeah, a couple of so friends. Relaxed, you know, chill, back. have a conversation, drink some wine, have some drinks. You know. Actually have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people come in here and just, like, do work and stuff, too. So it can be a lot of different things. So. Yeah, no, thanks for introducing us to this place. Of course. Come we'll back definitely anytime. be back. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, part of doing this show is, A, you know, rekindling those relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, Salam from our second episode put it best when he said something to the effect that, you know, people rarely invite each other over for dinner anymore. It's like that whole sentiment and idea of just getting together to catch up and talk, you mm-hmm. know, phones away, you know, just get really in touch with each other that's all kind of gone away nowadays it's rare so part of doing this uh podcast is getting back in touch with friends and also just new discoveries you know discovering new places you know discovering new things about each other so yeah yeah and i think that's so important especially now tiana as you were talking about before it's so important to have that support system it's so important to stand together it's so important to be connected to one another yep and like life is too short Mm. i feel like it's so much shorter these days (laughs) after you turn 30 you know (laughs) (laughs) downhill from there um and uh, I think there are a lot of people in their 60s <laughs> and 70s who would disagree with you right now. They're like, man, Just you got saying. so much life ahead of you. Damn, I wish I was you. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, you you just got to live your life. And that's why we can't like, it's boom, earpiece just dropped in the food, guys. That's okay. Um, just lick it off. Just, <laughs> it's, the food is that good. Just lick it off. Um... Ah, what was I going to say? Life is short. Yes. Life is too short. And um, you just got to cherish the good memories, cherish the good people that you have around you, and not take anything for granted. Because, you know, you don't know if you're going to be here the next day. That's why... That's why I gotta live my life. <laughs> she Share raises that her empty life wine and get another glass, glass of wine. To try and, get a <laughs> and also, that's a good thing to drink too. <laughs> Just yes. saying. Yep. So, thanks so much, Tiana. Yes, thank you this, guys for being here for sharing your story with us. All right, let's get some drinks, yo. Yeah, <laughs> and food. Woo-hoo. Cute drink menu. 